This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper, and I don't know how enthusiastic this podcast is going to be. Uh, it was a take care of business win for Illinois, 71-59 over Nebraska. wasn't all that inspiring, and, and it's hard to get inspired of what to write from that, what to take away from that, but they got a win, Derek, and at this point, that's what it's all about. Um, I would assume not hitting the free throws did not cover, so a bad beat at the end of this one. Nebraska, really good at covering on the road. Uh, not very inspiring, Derek, but again, at this point, it's really not about style points, and, and margin of victory doesn't help your resume all that much at the end of the day. Nothing spectacular. Not a ton to, to learn from it, really going into it. Nebraska lacks size. Kofi was really good, uh, to his credit, but that was what he was supposed to do against that kind of opponent. And uh, you had the fear that Illinois, after a long layoff, was going to come in here, maybe be a little bit sloppy and, and look at the opponent. It was a quad four win. <laughs> uh, so it kind of felt Better a, than a quad four loss. <laughs> a little non conferency there, but. Uh, they, they did get the benefit of, of Cam Mack being out for, the, for Nebraska. But, uh, yeah, not, not a lot to take from him. But you get the win. You're now one of four teams or one of five teams, yeah. 10 and six in the Big Ten standings and more favorable scheduling coming up for you to try to secure that double bye. That about does it on the Illinois <laughs> Um No, I do think one of the big storylines is uh, I think Illinois just got sloppy. I, I think this was kind of predictable that Nebraska, which has come in and scared a lot of teams. I mean, Illinois is not the only team or the only NCAA tournament team uh, to fall victim to feeling like they're going to show up and get a win, especially Cam Mack out. But uh, they just got really sloppy with the ball in the, late in the first half and uh, taking some poor shots. But most importantly, Derek, I thought – Defensively, they slipped when their offense slipped, and, and that, that seems to happen a little bit with this team. Um, but I do think this game just further shows how much of a difference Kofi Coburn, his presence makes on this team. Listen, I know he should have 15-10 and 10 against Nebraska, whose biggest uh, big man is 6'9", 260, right? But they didn't have that last year. So if they don't have Kofi in this game, they might lose, right? I mean, he has 15 points, 10 rebounds, scored 10 of 21 during a 21-7 run in the second half. Uh, and more importantly, I think he just influenced so much defensively. Uh, Nebraska was terrible when he was on the court uh, on offense. Uh, he was a plus 21 in that game. And we'll get to the other side of that center rotation here in a second. But um, Kofi just changes so much of what Illinois does and what they're capable of this season. 
Yeah, he's a big-time presence on the inside. We've known that. We've seen that. But I think he's taken it up a notch uh, the last couple of games. Seven offensive rebounds against Rutgers. I thought he played pretty darn well against Penn State as well. And then did what he was supposed to do uh, against Nebraska. But you mentioned it there. Defensively, he's he's just a big body in the paint. I think he does a pretty good job. It was early in the game. He swatted one out of bounds. Uh, but when he, even's not, when he even isn't blocking shots, he is uh, someone to challenge and uh, it's different when seven feet 290 is waiting for you in the paint. So uh, he impacts it at, at both ends of the floor. And if you don't have him, maybe you're not as comfortable in a, in a game like this. I, I almost wrote this in the don't overlook, but I, I traded out for Io, who just looks like he wasn't injured. He wasn't fearing a season ending injury. Uh, Io had 18 points, uh, had a couple of turnovers, got a little sloppy, but uh, he, he's looked very healthy. Got up for a dunk tonight in transition. But you asked Brad about Alan Griffin afterwards, and in 20 minutes he had 13 points. It was one of five from three, so didn't get going that much there. But he had seven rebounds. But you noticed some other parts of his game, Derek, that seemed to be growing a little bit. What are you seeing out of Alan Griffin since he's come back from suspension? He plays at a different speed than a lot of people for the most part, and an extra energy. Uh, and he had two steals against Penn State, and he's more trustworthy at that end of the floor now. Uh, a big block from behind later in the second half against Nebraska, another steal. Uh, he just is starting to, to be able to be reactionary. He is very much that on the offensive glass and also able to make threes. I mean, coming into this game, he's shooting 41% from three. But since the suspension, he's averaging about 10 points and seven rebounds a game. So that's a big punch off the bench. I think that gives Brad some confidence to allow Felice to start because he still knows he has some extra juice when he puts Allen in there. But defensively, he's someone on the wing that – uh, he's been able to trust, and, and that's important because you can pair that with some uh, offensive production. All right, Andres Felice, I thought a very workmanlike night, uh, 11 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Did get sloppy with a couple turnovers, but he was pretty good defensively as well. Um, did Trent Frazier bust out of his shooting slump with a 73-footer, I think they had in the, in the live stats. Uh, what a heave that was at the end, but he shoots 3 from 8 for 3. Um, if you take out that heave, he was 2 for 7, but he looked even after the game as he was in the post-game press conference, just looked like he was feeling a little bit better. I mean, he really ended up shooting 4 for 12, so not a great night for him. Uh, but overall, he's made a good impact. And if this gets him going just a little bit, Derek, if he makes three threes in a game, uh, I think Illinois has got a pretty good chance of winning. Yeah, absolutely. Just a little bit of stress off his shoulders uh, as far as the shooting slump for him. and. I'm sure he's going to watch the replays of that that one that he had. Uh, Three-quarters court was, was nice to see. But uh, I thought he was a little bit sloppy with the ball and, and made some non-Trent-like turnovers because he's been pretty darn solid with it for the most part. But he just needs to see a couple of go in. He, he's a natural shot maker, and that was a positive. All right, what was the highlight of the game? Was it the Trent 73-foot-3? Or was it the Alan Griffin put-back jam? Yeah, that was a launching pad dunk. But I don't know. I think the momentum turned a little bit right before halftime when Trent hit that shot and, and finally put some life in the building because he had two threes in 20 seconds. Yeah. I think uh, Van Pelt's on right now as we're doing this. What do you think was more likely they played, the Trent Frazier three or the bad beat uh, for <laughs> Illinois betters because Io missed two free throws in the last minute that would have covered the spread? Bad beat. That's a, that's a bad beat show. I like it. I'm, I'm here for it. But, yeah. Uh, Nebraska, apparently, you can guarantee they're going to lose. You can guarantee they're going to cover on the road. Yeah. All right, when we come back, Derek, let's talk about the, the negative of this game. And it, you just feel for the kid. But what's wrong with Georgie Bashanishvili? We'll talk about that next. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present 
a mountain of zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. Derek, it's painful to watch. Uh, I wrote about it. I think this has been a really tough transition for Georgie, playing a different role. But uh, and I wrote a story about you know how his role has changed, how that's taken him away. But Brad is trying to get him back to his old role. In the last two games, he and Kofi Coburn haven't been on the court together. Georgie is only playing the five, and I was sitting there looking at you in the first half, going. Why is Kofi not playing more? Um, they are so much better when he's on the court. I think Kofi played 11, 12 minutes in the first half, and he, he kind of rode Georgie for a while. But it felt like Brad was just trying to get him some confidence. And they got him low-post touches. They got him touches around the rim. And it's just painful to watch Georgie not finishing these. And I think Brad lied to us. He was asked if it's a confidence issue. I think Brad's just not going to say that. Uh, I understand why he wouldn't. But it's pretty obvious Georgie's struggling when – He's throwing a three-foot jumper six feet off the backboard. Um, it, it just seems like he's, he's in his head. He's not getting a little luck on, on some touches, but it's just tough to watch right now with him on offense. Definitely mental and, and something that you hope that he can work his way out of. Again, I think everybody likes Georgie personally. I mean, how could you not? And, and you just it, – it's hard to – yeah, that's the best way to say it. It's just One hard. for 12 the last two games. Yeah. I think Sturdy said in the postgame 12 for 50 – uh, in his last 50 shots and 11 for 43 from two, that that's just rough. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to watch, and it's not like he's not getting the opportunities inside because he's not taking a bunch of threes now. He's he's gotten plenty of attempts within the eight feet, five feet. Uh, he's just missing them, and then he still has. Uh, I don't know if he had a turnover tonight. He didn't have one of those. So that's one positive on there, but uh, unfortunately. It, him being on the court is correlated to other teams going on runs or just uh, you being on the bad side of the score. He was minus 19 in that Michigan State game. Uh, And Penn State, you mentioned before we started recording, he was positive in the plus-minus because he rebounded and played a little bit of defense. But it's just hurting you to have him on the court. Now you question – going forward, if if you're not having much as far as a backup five or even a backup four, I mean – it's a major, major hole on your roster. Well, and that's why you want to be in the position in some of these games to be able to play him and, and get him going and just have him get a shot or two to go in. But, I mean, defensively, we can talk about that. You can't keep him on the court very long because that's when Nebraska made their runs. He was a minus nine tonight. He was the only guy on the Illini roster that was a minus, and he was a minus nine. A couple games ago against Michigan State, he was a minus 19. Uh, Rutgers, he was fine. I thought Rutgers had a pretty good game. You're thinking, okay, can coming off the bench help him a little bit. But what do you do if you're Brad Underwood? I mean, he, I think Brad really tried to help Georgie tonight, and it just didn't work. Yeah, he did. And it, it seemed like he was leaving him out there just waiting for just one to go down and hopefully it cl- something click or just some kind of positive take away from this game. And unfortunately, it, w- it just got worse. And, and now you're going to go against Northwestern where it's another opportunity for Georgie with looking at the matchup on paper. 
that's one for him to potentially see a couple to go in. But, I mean, he left Thor in transition for three. And Georgie, just since he's been here, has not been a very good entity defensively, whether he's guarding fours, guarding fives. Uh, but this is a guy that had great touch around the basket last year, great footwork, and just yeah. nothing. I, I wrote I wrote the numbers yesterday in my, in my story, Derek. Last year, 50% of his shots were at the rim, and he made 70% of them. This year, after this game, it's probably down to under 60%, um, but only 36% of his shots are coming there. But like we said, Brad's gotten him back to that role, and it, it still isn't working. I, I hope the kid can break out of it because he does work so hard. Uh, he does try so hard, but it feels like it's just in his head right now. Get him a dunk. <laughs> Get him a Georgie dunk at some How many Georgie dunks have we seen this year? I remember the one against Michigan on the baseline, yeah. but other than that, it hasn't that's about it that I can remember. So I got to get him going. Well, Derek, I, I'm not going to go into the Big Ten seeding quite yet about like all the different ways. Um, and Illinois is tied for fifth or second place with five other teams. But I think all of the tiebreakers, they're number six right now. And a lot of fans you can be upset about that. But if you take care of business against Northwestern and home at Indiana, you're going to be moving up that pretty quick. That's what's great about what Illinois has left, which I think is the easiest schedule left in the Big Ten. Now, I know at Ohio State isn't easy. Iowa at home isn't easy. Indiana at home isn't easy. But this is the week where you can take care of business, Derek, and really catapult yourself up as everyone else cannibalizes each other. Yeah, for sure. And that's where you're going to allow the work you've done on the road and, and beating some top 40 teams in the net more than, than anybody in the country as far as road wins uh, to, to really boost you up. And now if you take care of business and, and build on that, if Illinois now wins three of their next four, they, I mean, that's 13 wins in the Big Ten and you're you're a double bye and uh, get to Saturday in the Big Ten tournament you're probably what a five or six seed and, and feeling pretty good about it uh, but you're going to be favored in and probably all but that trip to Columbus and again you've shown you can win on the road so if you had to pick the teams other than Maryland the three other teams to get a double bye who would you pick right now like right now I feel like Wisconsin Illinois have the schedule set up and Michigan is just on a tear right now. So I feel like those are the, the teams I'd be scared about. But we know Michigan State and Tom Izzo. Iowa can, has, has plenty of chances here to, to get in front of people. It's going to be a fantastic finish here. Yeah, I don't even know what the schedules look like. but uh, Penn State in there, too. Penn State is definitely in there. They need Myron Jones to come back. They only made two threes at Indiana. But uh, – Wisconsin, we don't we don't talk about Wisconsin enough, and that was such a big win for Illinois. But yeah, probably Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan's had nine wins right now, so they'd have still yeah. some work to do. Yeah, I, I mean uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, I think are set up pretty well. That Illinois Iowa game could be playing for a double bye. Michigan I State think. still plays Maryland again. That's <laughs> going to be tough. Illinois is in a really good spot, and so is Wisconsin if they take care of business uh, in the games they're supposed to win. Well, Illinois mostly won on the glass tonight, um, able to get the offensive rebounds. Would they end up with 19 offensive rebounds, uh, had a bunch of putbacks. That's what they need to do against Northwestern, right? I mean, you have another huge size advantage. Kofi Coburn uh, should have a huge advantage, and that's another team on Going to be probably on a 12-game losing streak, just like Nebraska. But we know they came in here, shot pretty well, became a shootout in that game. But what's your keys against Northwestern on Thursday? Yeah, just continue to, to own the glass, win the battle inside, get it to Kofi and have him finish. And, uh, yeah, got to go up there and make some shots as well, play some better defense because I think you, you really like your, your rebounding numbers against Nebraska. Probably get 
too many points in the paint, though, uh, on drives and, and whatnot. But uh, can't let Northwestern get going from three. Illinois has done a really good job defending uh, from the outside. But play your game. Hopefully get some kind of contribution from Georgie. Uh, something off the bench. Continue from Allen, obviously. And uh, you're the much better team. Just just show up and win the game. Io DeSumo has 42 points since coming back from that injury. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I mean, just think about how much has changed in the last week. With, with these two wins and him coming back, I mean, uh, I don't know if you win this game without Io. You certainly don't win at Penn State without Io. Um, just, man, we were here two weeks ago thinking, oh, my gosh, did, did Illinois lose its best player for the season? Is that the last we're going to see Io in an Illinois uniform? And, and now he's back, and it's just like, man, like he's just 42 points. Looks like he hasn't been affected at all there. No, and he continues to build the case. He's he's got to be a no doubt first team all Big Ten now, right? Maybe not no doubt, but he's has a twirl fallen way. off that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like is hard. is that he's team put three three yeah. bags in there, right? Uh, is he gonna is he ahead of Cassius? I would imagine Collins ahead of him. Imagine Jalen Smith's ahead of him. I imagine obviously Garza is the Big Ten mm-hmm. Player of the Year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was like on that five, six, seven mm-hmm. right there. But he's certainly making his case for it. It was the first time he won Big Ten Player of the Week. I found that crazy. But I guess Jalen Smith went off that one week that Io had the huge game against yeah. Michigan. But, I mean, he certainly got the case. And Kofi helped his case today for Big Ten Freshman of the Year because Trace Jackson Davis is, is coming really hard. I love I, I My preseason pick was Franz Wagner, and he's playing really well. But uh, Jackson Davis-Coburn, that's going to be an interesting race down the stretch too. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. I, I'm just waiting the – the game winners for for Iowa a little bit. I just think if Illinois obviously gets in that, right. in that if they're somewhere between two and four, and yeah. and Iowa continues to to lead the way, I, I would I would I would probably put him in there. But I might put him ahead, Cassius. Yeah, there's just such a weight on his shoulders, though. I mean, not that he's not built for it, but I just he, he's going to have to to carry it. But that's what that's what he came back for. It's going to be a fun debate. It's going to be a fun debate, and it's fun that Illinois has guys in that debate because they're going to finish towards the top of the Big Ten. All right, uh, kind of a meh game for Illinois, but you'll take it, as Brad Underwood said, after 71-59 against Nebraska. For Derek Piper, I'm Jeremy Warner. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Also, if you want to sign up for our VIP access, just $1 for the first month. It takes you through March Madness. And for the first time in a long time, Derek, I think we're going to be covering some fun basketball in March Madness because one more win. And I feel pretty good that Illinois is going to have an NCAA bid, even if they lose their next three uh, heading into Selection Sunday. How about that? How about that? Look at us. Look at us. (laughs) Look at us. We'll talk to you next time, Thursday, on the Illini Enquirer podcast.